It's your girl, Marisa, and you are listening to the Heard That with Marisa Tigney podcast. What's up, Heard That Nation? Y'all have asked, and you've asked, and you've asked, and it's finally open. The Heard That With Marisa online store at heardthatwithmarisa.com. I got the merch. Finally happened. Swaggy tees, amazing hats, other kinds of different merchandise that I got on there. Check it out today. Thank you for supporting your girl. Uh, Fill up a shopping bag with all kinds of stuff. Give away as gifts or keep it for yourself. All kinds of amazing swag and merchandise. Check it out today. Heard that with Marisa.com. I appreciate your support. One of the amazing things that I love to do with my time, I love working out and serving in the community. And through that time, I have met some amazing people and I have met some extraordinary kids. And the one thing, believe it or not, that kids love and ask for is books. Because many of them I found that they, they absolutely love reading, which is absolutely incredible. Um, I am so proud that I've met an incredible man uh, by the name of Trevor Romaine, and he is an author. He's an illustrator that has the most amazing, amazing literature for kids and for educators and for teachers, as well as parents. You have to check out his books. You have to check out his digital downloads. Uh, I'm, I'm a huge fan of it. If you go to TrevorRomain.com, uh, T-R-E-V-O-R-R-O-M-A-I-N, no E at the end.com. Check out all of his materials that he has, all his books, all his literature and digital downloads. You can save 15%. All heard that listeners. If you check it out, save 15% at the end of your checkout. Use the code heard that H-E-A-R-D-T-H-A-T and save 15%. You, I'm telling you what, it is some of the best materials out there that can help children and families become happier, healthier, and more confident. So use the code heard that save 15% off at trevorromaine.com today. What's up, heard that nation listening in the United States and around the world. You are now with me here on heard that with Marisa Tigney podcast. I'm your host, Marisa. And if you're watching on YouTube right now, hit that subscribe button. So you stay in the know of all future episodes that are coming up. Y'all, it is going on right now. Free agency frenzy going on in the NBA. We had a whole lot of different sports there's going on. Your girl's been on vacation for a little bit. Uh, it's so good to be back on the microphone. I got some amazing guests that are going to be coming up in the future episodes, as well as your girl's hitting the road on a couple of events that's coming up. We'll talk about that at the end of the show. 
and the best thing that I watched this past weekend. And of course, one of them, if people have followed me on Twitter, knows that I love me some UFC, some MMA, uh, and the card was loaded this weekend. So I'll get to that in a moment. But let's just talk about all this money that's happening right now. I was, it's amazing uh, connecting with so many fans of sports and the NBA, baseball, and all of that. And there was so much going on uh, that that was that was happening uh, with the NBA. We had the the NBA draft, and thank you for everybody that like blew up the inbox. Uh, of, you know, did you like your Detroit Pistons and who they picked and everything else? Well, number one, yes, I did. Jay Ivey, welcome to Detroit. Uh, backstory real quick. His mother, Niall Ivey, played for the used to be WNBA team, the Detroit Shock, uh, that won three titles with coach, legendary, legend himself, uh, two-time NBA champion, Bill Lambeer, who, who played for the Detroit Pistons. And... Uh, I got to say, I mean, the apple didn't fall uh, far from the tree when it came to her son. Uh, amazing uh, talent coming out of Purdue. Uh, he was a force in, in the tournament as well as regular season in the Big Ten season. Um, and, uh, you know, I just, uh, the Detroit legacy uh, runs deep in that family. So he wanted to come to Detroit. He loved the city of Detroit and how he just fell to number five for my amazing Pistons. I'm very excited about the upcoming season coming up and seeing how that's gonna unfold. Um, we had some additions that added on there. Um, we had Kemba Walker for like 48 hours and then, you know, he is, uh, we bought out his contract so he can move on. I believe we added New Orleans Noel, which is a head scratcher to me because I really thought that Luca, um, uh, his name is slipping my mind. Why is it slipping my mind? Cause I was so devastated. Uh, Luca Garza, that he, that he was doing well in the Detroit uh, affiliate G League, and uh, he was released, unfortunately. Um, but somebody hopefully will pick him up, and I know that he's going to be an amazing addition. Um, and shout out to his dad, Frank Garza, who I have you know talked to on occasion, and hope to have him on my podcast. Uh, but they are moving on, and um, I wish somehow that they would circle back and just see the talent that we all saw. I mean, he was incredible in the college ranks in Iowa. And then, uh, you know, he did play a few games in the NBA, but he did the majority of the work uh, in the G League affiliate for Detroit Pistons. And so uh, good luck to him moving forward. Uh, just curious who's going to end up getting him because they got a diamond in the rough. Um, so, you know, they'll see the talent. But all of these signings that have been happening in the free agency has been just absolutely nuts. And some of them, I'm like, okay, yeah, they, they deserve the contract, the money you know, they're going to be absolutely outstanding in this landing spot or they're staying where they're at. And then a couple of them, I'm just scratching my head, like, why are we giving them the bag uh, of all this money for most of the season that they didn't even play? And y'all know who I'm talking about, and I'll get to that in a second. So uh, the Dallas Mavericks here, and I live in the city of Dallas, are still mourning the loss, obviously, of Jalen Brunson, who they couldn't get the deal done. Uh, he goes to the Knicks for four-year, $104 million, uh, was a key factor in the playoffs for the Dallas Mavericks this past season, along with uh, Luka Doncic, uh, as well as the rest of the, the, the starting lineup. Um, the thing that is it talked about some, uh, was one of the news affiliates, I wanna say either the Bleacher Report or some news affiliate said that the, uh, the Mavericks were quite upset that the news leaked ahead of time that he was signing with the Knicks instead of um, you know, what they could try to work out there with a map. So uh, it did not work out. He goes and he signs a four-year deal 
uh, with the Knicks, but the Dallas Mavericks are getting a veteran, a three-time NBA champion in JaVale McGee, a true center, three-year, $20.1 million. And people need to realize, you know, he could still get up there in, in range. He's got length. Uh, I mean, his mother, you know, shout out to Miss Pam McGee, uh, WNBA legend in her right. Uh, he, he still has the height. He still has the length. He still has the, the, the drive to win. He's only 34 years old. And people are sitting there, you know, talking about online, uh, you know, he's past his prime and everything else. Uh, then you obviously didn't watch a whole lot of basketball this season because he can still ball. He can still get up there, even though if they start him off with a bench because they'll, you know, uh, try to find a- another point now that Jalen Brunson is gone. And Dallas Maverick fans were, majority of them, let their angst know online when Goran uh, Dragic did not sign uh, the, the, with Dallas. They thought that it was going to be a sure deal uh, like a one or two year deal. And he ended up signing with Chicago instead. So um, Goran Dragic would have been a great addition to uh, the Dallas Mavericks lineup. Didn't get the deal done. So we'll see what Mark Cuban uh, has up his sleeve as far as, you know, getting that replacement for Jalen Brunson. We'll see what he does with that. And then as I'm looking at the rest of this list, you know, you got Anthony Simons who stays in Portland for a four year, $100 million deal. And then you have uh, the money getting bigger um of Darius Garland he's staying in Cleveland five-year 193 million dollar deal now it could go to this go to the supermax of 231 million dollars for him and then of course John Morant he loves Memphis loves the city the people love him he got a five-year deal 193 guaranteed could go up to 231 million uh been with it and it feels like he's been in the NBA forever but it's only been three seasons uh, you saw that amazing run that Memphis had, and they got a postseason run in them. They just need to get the right pieces surrounded. Their star, their now star. I don't want to say a future star, but it's now their now star, John Morant. And they got, they did pretty well when he unfortunately went down with a knee injury, just that they met that, you know, now reigning uh, NBA championship team, the Golden State Warriors, and they lost in six. Um, so, you know, to, to seal John Morant in there, guaranteed a five year deal uh that's that's amazing for memphis and memphis fans should be happy about that and then as i look at the rest of this list and see the money getting bigger and larger i just scratched my head at one of them and he only played 85 games and that's zion williamson now again i give him the benefit of the doubt you know he's been uh in the nba what three years four years now and he's only played 85 games but he's got a five-year, $193 million deal, could go up to the Supermax of $231 million. 85 games he's only played. We've known so much for his injury. The first season, he didn't play because he had that uh, horrible injury at uh, the end of his college career there at Duke. Um, I'm sorry, not at Duke. He was in when he was playing in um, the preseason games and then ended up getting injured. And then it was out for majority of that first season. So I don't understand why the whole entire bag is being thrown to him. And immediately when the discussion was brought up uh, on Twitter, especially when this deal was uh, done and it was posted and it was announced by ESPN, uh, Adrian Wojciechowski, everybody immediately thought of two things, Portland Trailblazers and Greg Oden. When Portland Trailblazers threw all that money at Greg Oden and then the injuries, unfortunately, derailed his career 
knee, knee after knee after knee, and then so many ones after that, you know, derailed his career. And so people were comparing that, putting all that investment into someone who hasn't played a full season yet. And so we see the potential. We see that he can, you know, that he is a big body right there um, at the basket and can do so much and, and block shots and all that. The question is, how long can he stay healthy and how long can he be a factor for the Pelicans is, is, the, is the question. So uh, New Orleans is taking that risk and putting all that money and investment in him. We'll see how it goes. I don't, I don't understand the, the amount of money that they're giving him for only the short amount of time that he um, has been actually healthy or somewhat healthy playing uh, for the Pelicans, but we shall see about that. Um, Devin Booker, four-year deal, $214 million. Carl Anthony Towns sits with Minnesota for a four-year, $224 million. And then the money just gets bigger. And we have a historic uh, contract. It's the largest one ever. So your reigning MVP, Nikola, Nikola Jokic, he stays in Denver for five years, an astounding $264 million. That is the largest contract in NBA history. First, uh, before that was Bradley Beal at the five years, 251 to stay uh, with Washington. And then the Nikola uh, Jokic um, contract deal. Is it uh, outrageously big? Possibly so. But Denver sees that the investment in Jokic is going to uh, be is, is worth the money um, in the five years. We'll see Denver in the postseason. Do I see them maybe winning a title? I do. Not immediately, not in the first two years of this five-year contract, possibly year, possibly year three or year four. Um, you know, but again, they got key pieces on there that they got to stay healthy. And I mean, all the teams that I saw making trades and those that are free agency and everything else, uh, I still say the, the Warriors look like they're going to repeat this again. Now, let me bring this up because of the fact of all of the money that's happening right now and what is overshadowing it, the fact that Kevin Durant wants out of the uh, Brooklyn Nets. He wants out, along with Kyrie Irving. They want out. Um, 33, 34 years old, Kevin Durant can play, uh, has been dealing with injuries as of late, but the, the three destinations possibly for him is the Lakers, the Heat, or the Warriors. Now, more of the talk is happening in the rumor mill that it could possibly land again in the Warriors. Now, Kevin Durant left the Warriors and went on uh, to, to the Brooklyn Nets. So to come back, if reports have been brought out that Clay and Draymond and Steph are aware that possibly if the deal goes through to bring uh, Durant back, that would mean Wiggins, Wiseman, and Poole would probably end up going to the Brooklyn Nets. Poole shouldn't even move whatsoever for the Warriors because he has been a huge factor for them. Obviously, they're holding the trophy. They're getting the rings at the beginning of next season. So why would you want to get rid of Jordan Poole, who is just basically a bright star? Or that you bring on somebody that is in their 30s. You got three or four of the starters that are in their 30s already well-established, four-time champions, if you will. Um, uh, incredible turnaround for Clay Thompson, who's been missing for two years with, you know, ACL injuries on both legs and just coming in and contributing what he can. And he's going to be absolutely dangerous uh, in the season coming up. And again, Another head scratcher, why this man was not selected in the NBA top 75. 
I, riddle me that. I don't know. I don't understand it. I mean, I, I understand there's some people in there that don't have titles. Alan Iverson, Reggie Miller, um, to, to name a to name a couple that you know are deservingly so deserve to be in that top seventy five that doesn't that don't have uh, a championship, but for some reason he's not in there. So you know I definitely want to continue, and I always will continue to give my flowers to Clay Thompson because he should have been immediately thought of when they were making this top seventy five list. But anyway, moving on back to Kevin uh, Durant. So if that should take place then they're looking at those possible trades to take those three, have Brooklyn possibly rebuild with young talent, bring back Kevin Durant uh, to where you already have an established top three guys that I just named and, you know, get another championship, if not uh, two more, depending on how, if they establish this contract for Durant to stay there one or two years, you know, there's a possibility, but the, the talks of that has been strong. If I say, if you're going to move somebody, I would move Wiseman and I would move uh, uh, Wiggins. You know, you have a big, you have a powerful forward, uh, keep Poole on, on the, the Warriors roster, and, you know, and then you have your core team that can definitely make a run. Um, so we'll see how it goes. Uh, the concerns that have the media experts uh, concerned about with Kevin Durant is that, you know, the drama, uh, the, the, the pettiness, um, kind of like uh, what did one reporter say that they compared him to like a runaway bride that he gets right up there and is going to agree to, you know, be with a certain team for a certain amount of time. And then also wants to run away from the team when things don't go his way or things are not happening and so forth. So we'll see how this goes. Again, I'm not uh, taking Kevin Durant out of the picture as far as he can't, can't play uh, in, in this, in this league, you know, with injuries and, and so forth that have been mounting up and everything, but you got, he's got to be at peace of where he wants to be at. And so we'll see which team will bite and actually take the deal, but what are they willing to give up? What's the cost it's going to be? I don't see him fitting in Miami, um, of what they got already established and everything else. Uh, I, I just don't, I don't see any of that happening. And then you have, you know, on the Warriors side, you have a soon 39 year old uh, Andre Iguodala who has not announced retirement. And then you have a 40, soon to be 41 year old, Udonis Haslam who has not announced retirement on the Miami Heat side. So uh, we'll just see how it goes. You, you know, again, free agency frenzy. While this episode is happening right now, all kinds of deals are just, you know, being made. And so definitely, you know, follow up with your girl on heard that with Marisa.com and all on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, I'll definitely will always be posting on what's happening out there in NBA. So we'll see how that goes. And as far as Kyrie is concerned, you know, he's staying with the Nets for now, but you know, who, who knows where that's going to end up or, or where it's going to be. Don't you go anywhere. The Heard That with Marisa Tigney podcast will be right back after a brief pause to hear from our sponsor. One of the amazing things that I love to do with my time, I love working out and serving in the community. And through that time, I have met some amazing people and I have met some extraordinary kids. And the one thing, believe it or not, that kids love and ask for is books. Because many of them I found that they, they absolutely love reading, which is absolutely incredible. Um, I am so proud that I've met an incredible man, uh, by the name of Trevor Romaine. And he is an author. He's an illustrator that has the most amazing, amazing 
literature for kids and for educators and for teachers, as well as parents. You have to check out his books. You have to check out his digital downloads. Uh, I'm, I'm a huge fan of it. If you go to trevorromain.com, uh, T-R-E-V-O-R-R-O-M-A-I-N, no E at the end.com, check out all of his materials. He has all his books, all his literature and digital downloads. You can save 15%. All heard that listeners. If you check it out, save 15% at the end of your checkout. Use the code heard that H-E-A-R-D-T-H-A-T and save 15%. You, I'm telling you what, it is some of the best materials out there that kid help children and families become happier, healthier, and more confident. So use the code HEARDTHAT. Save 15% off at trevorromaine.com today. And welcome back to the Heard That with Marisa Tigney podcast. Best thing that I watched over the weekend, there was a lot happening that was going on. You had WWE that had Money in the Bank that was happening. And while Money in the Bank was going on, the current... uh, CEO and President Stephanie McMahon, who took over the duties for her father, Vince McMahon, while he's being investigated for um, an affair that he had and monies that were paid to this person that he ended up having an affair with uh, to keep quiet. There's an investigation going on for that. So he has stepped back from his duties while his daughter is taken over. And they were at UFC 276 over the weekend. And let me tell you something, this card, I said it on Twitter. I said it on Twitter that this card was absolutely loaded. Uh, it, isn't, it wasn't just the Adesanya fight that was happening. Um, and I said to everybody, do not sleep on the, the prelims that were happening. I also said, too, there was possibly going to be one, two, maybe three retirements because the theme of these fights was everybody that was the age of 35 and up. Either it was going to be if they win, they would go out on top. If they lose, that was it. Uh, and some in some of these fights, uh, the you had some legends that were in there that were aged. You had Jessica I, 35 years old, going against an up and coming 24 year old Macy Barber. Uh, you had Jim Miller and Cowboy Cerrone, uh, the 38 and the 39 year old, and the that match was about uh, whoever won would have the winningest record in the UFC. Uh, and then you had 40 year old. Um, Robbie Lawler that was going against Barbarana from the United States. So that, that whole card w- was pretty interesting. And then of course, you know, I always root for my guy, Sugar, Shan, Sugar Sean O'Malley uh, against uh, Pedro Moonholz, which unfortunately that ended up, ended quickly uh, due to um, O'Malley's unfortunate eye poke to Moonholz's, uh, I think it was his right eye. And then it came, like I think the diagnosis came back to where it was a scratch coroner. Um, so that was unfortunate that I had to stop and it was called a no contest on that fight. And I was really looking forward to it. Uh, but, yeah, the main, the main card, the, the main, the co-main events, um, Adesanya and Cannoneer, I have to give some credit to Cannoneer because I, I, I looked at, I looked at his record and I, I looked at his age and I just couldn't believe that he is. Number one, phenomenal in shape, phenomenal fighting shape, um, and went to distance with Adesanya, and Anasada can, connected very well in his tactical, and he ended up winning by um, unanimous decision. Cannonier's 38, and that just blew my mind, because it just, like, he just, 
I, I, I thought, and it was the first time that I, you know, had watched him. Um, I, I thought that he was in it maybe late twenties, early thirties. Uh, but shout out to that guy, like here in, in from Texas, I hear, I, I forgot which city, I believe somebody said it was like Dallas area. Um, but 38 years old, went the distance with, you know, the, the middleweight champion, uh, Israel Adesanya. And, uh, that was, a, that was a, you know, it was all tactical. The people were booing that there was no you know, kicks or, you know, all this happening or no one, neither one of them took each other to the mat. That's how strategic both of the corners were talking to their guys and, and telling them what they needed to do and everything else. The other co-main event is the one that was just, it was just amazing, but, she, but I knew going in, it was going to be one-sided, but you got to give it to Max Holloway of a, of a warrior that he was. I think it was in the second, um, yeah, it was it was in the in the second in the second match or the third one, one or two uh, that uh, Volkanovski, Alexander Volkanovski, who standing you know kept his title, his featherweight championship title belt. Um, it was just one sided. Volkanovski, I believe he's like five six, and then um, Max Holloway is five eleven. Uh, but you can't underestimate the height of these of these fighters because if they have the skill and they have the tactics, they'll take you on anybody. It doesn't matter if they're the same height. Doesn't matter if they're taller than them by five, six, seven inches. Um, some of these are really tactical fighters and Alexander Volkanovsky is a tactical fighter. He's absolutely amazing. He looked like he trimmed down some and just gained some muscle. And I mean, he was quicker than the last time that I saw him fight, uh, Holloway the first time. And Holloway, I mean, let me tell you, like he, he, he was a champion. He's a warrior. Fortunately in the second, in the second, um, I keep calling quarters, but the second round, he uh, either it was a uh, a right fist to his eye or a head bump, but either one, it got him right above his his eye. This deep, deep cut. That man, the cut man in his corner. I mean, how he kept trying to maintain all of this blood coming out of it, like he was just trying to fight through it, and it was getting in his eye and everything else. And Volkanovski was just so tactical throughout. And it lasted, you know, it went the distance and everything. And I thought for a moment that they were going to call the fight because literally, if you see the, 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 the parts of this fight, if you happen to watch it on replay, you see it up on the screen. It just, I mean, just gushes of blood just kept coming out of him. But he, he had no quit in him. And he was making sure that everybody saw that he was a straight, just, just an absolute warrior throughout the whole entire match. And it was, it was one of my favorites to watch. Uh, I absolutely enjoyed it, and uh, it, it it lived up to the it lived up to the hype. It absolutely lived up to the hype. So uh, two seventy six. It was it was one of the greatest things that I, I watched. I mean, majority of the the fights were it absolutely incredible. From a forty six or from a forty five or forty six second one, which was between Clark and Stolarenko. Yeah, he she did her in a textbook beauty of an armbar. Uh, and you can see uh, the, the, her her elbow unfortunately disconnected. So you know, uh, prayers up for Clark. Hopefully that she's not out for a very long time, uh, getting that back together and everything else. And then uh, Jalen Turner is someone that needs to be respected in the UFC. How he handled uh, Riddell quickly in the first round, uh, very tactical, very quick, uh, very long. I think he is six three. Uh, absolutely just what a, it was an exciting quick match uh that that 
he won very quickly. So um, I'm looking forward to the next one. It's here in Dallas. So hopefully your girl gets to go to that uh, because that is Lisa from the Ultimate Fighter right into Pena Nunez 2. Uh, my husband and I have a small bet on there. He thinks that Amanda Nunez is going to come out and uh, take that belt back from Juliana Pena. I have Pena again retaining the belt. So we shall see uh, about that. So uh, another thing that I got to be a part of uh, and I've never, ever done this. Um, I've gone to many baseball games from my hometown in, uh, in my home state of Michigan, but I've never been one here in Texas. And I got to go to a double A affiliate, the Frisco Rough Riders. They took on the Corpus Christi Hooks. Uh, Frisco Rough Riders won five to zero. And it was a great time. It was an absolute great time. It was during almost July 4th weekend. Um, they got to how, you know, majority, some of the players got to, uh, those that know that I um, I am I give back to uh, Mini Swoop Pantry. I, I am a, an employee there. I love being there. Um, and shout out to Dr. Cheryl Action Jackson and to all the staff there uh, here in Plano, Texas. That gives to uh, that serves the hungry, those that are in need. And you can look them up at miniswoopantry.org uh, to volunteer or to donate your. Uh, monies or, you know, come, you know, serve with us and come donate your time. Um, they came and they uh, did a lot of things with us and getting to know the baseball players and the people on that team. And, you know, and me, I'm always inquisitive. I'm asking, you know, besides you doing, you know, baseball and, you know, your passion, your love for baseball, which hopefully, you know, you'll get that opportunity to go up to the, the, the major leagues with, you know, the Texas Rangers or wherever it takes you. Why, you know, do you come here? And what what does, you know, serving back and giving back to the community mean to you? So I was asking some of the players that, and uh, it, it was great to hear some of the answers that they had about, you know, it means so much to see what I can do to help out, to, you know, fight against hunger, to, um, you know, go through many of the food that is uh, the items that are donated and then, you know, to see what the day-to-day -day operations that you all do. So, you know, they are an incredible baseball team on the field, but, you know, shout out to the Frisco Rough Riders for what they do off of the field, that they care about their community and, you know, hope that they come and buy and they serve again. So it was awesome to see them play. And, and I had an amazing time. I went with the Hubs and it was our first, uh, mine, I believe he went to one before, me, um, I've not gone to the Texas Rangers game yet, so I need to do that this summer. But it was it was an incredible time. Frisco Rough Riders, like I said, they won five uh, to zero. Um, they uh, trying to remember the the young man's name that got a two two shot home run. That was absolutely incredible, and I got the footage up on my Instagram if you want to follow me, uh, Marisa Tigney Podcast. I did a reel of all the stuff that went down at the at the game. It was absolutely incredible. Um, and your girl is traveling again. Like I said, I'm going to Detroit. Cannot wait to get to see one of my favorite all-time singers. Uh, I saw her here when she was here in Texas. And now for the first time since 1995, she's going to be performing in Detroit. And that's Anita Baker, the legend Anita Baker. Uh, she just completed her Vegas residency. So now she's going to be performing in Detroit for the first time since 1995. And I cannot wait. I'm going with my incredible niece. We're going to have an amazing time as she sings so many of her uh, classic hits. And, you know, just the, the evening is going to be spectacular. Uh, she, and shout out to uh, Chance the Rapper who helped get all of her masters back after so many years. 
of, of losing the amount of money and all of that and their ownership. She now owns all of them. So that is amazing to see. So uh, her concerts, wherever she has them, has been selling out in minutes, not hours, minutes. The one in Detroit sold out in 18 minutes. So that's how much people really want to see her before she does, you know, decide to shut it down, shut it down and, and go into a uh, real retirement. So um, I want to, uh, this is so difficult to talk about because again, you had the holidays that just passed and, you know, many people get together and, uh, you know, your loved ones and you, you, you have, you know, barbecues and, you know, light off fireworks and everything else. And unfortunately, another senseless shooting in Highland Park, Illinois, where six people lost their lives. Uh, I, I just want to give all the, my thoughts to the families, uh, the people that they lost and the victims and those that were injured. And just, again, when is this going to end? When is this, this senseless uh, gun violence going to end? Um, just you you're there with your loved ones, you're spending time with them. And then somebody that is thinking that hate is going to win, which it will never win. It never will. Um, disrupts the love of what people, you know, want to celebrate with, with each other and, you know, celebrate July 4th. And, and, you know, you, you hear about all of this in the, in the news and you see it on the news unfold and it's just unfortunate that it happened again. So I'm sending my condolences and my thoughts out to the people there in Highland Park, Illinois. Please be good to one another and please uh, take care of one another. Thank you so much for joining me today on my podcast. Thank you for listening on Spotify, Apple, Stitcher, and Google. And those that have been watching on YouTube, make sure you hit that subscribe button and uh, stay in the know of what your girl's going to bring up in future episodes. And as I always end the show, ladies and gentlemen, please take care and stay safe. I'm out of here. Be in the know of new episodes that are coming up on the podcast at heardthatwithmarisa.com. I'm also available on Instagram at Marisa Tigney Podcast, on Twitter at Lovely Marisa T, as well as Facebook on a social media page, Heard That With Marisa Tigney. I appreciate your continued support.